Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Road, the transportation industry podcast where we talk all things transportation and logistics. Joining me today is Josh Rivers. Josh is the market update guru around here at Beyond the Road. Um, He gives us a market update every month. So today we're going to be talking about the month of November and what to expect in the transportation industry. That seems to be as volatile as ever. Josh, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. I was hired as a sales team manager. That's what I... (laughs) You started out as a sales team manager? Well, I started out as a sales rep and then became a sales team manager, and now I'm the market update guru. I still manage a sales team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At ATS Logistics. Yeah, at ATS Logistics, for those of you watching at home. Um, So yeah, uh, honestly, from a volatility standpoint, we're we're actually... We're we're okay. Oh. It hasn't been quite as... These last probably four or five months have had some level of predictability to them yeah so it's it's more so uh we're returning to normal yeah but rates are still down would you say yeah well they're closer to normal what it was before the chaos of 21 and 22 and and 2020 um we're we're looking more at what we should be seeing i'll say it's they're obviously still a little bit more elevated um but the the fluctuations that come with the market in a typical year is what we're seeing so uh, with that being said, November is going to be, um, from a capacity standpoint, dry vans and reefers. So, uh, like always, I, I talk to the uh, the operations managers, get their opinions, and I've had uh, a handful of Novembers under my belt now as uh, working on the logistics side. Typically, in November, your dry vans and your reefers get real tight capacity, and yeah. the rates go through the roof. And that's because of the holiday season. There's going to be a lot of food moving from uh, from now until pretty much January. From now, mid-October? Yeah, from yeah. from now, you know, at the time of this recording, which is mid-October, until the end of, you know, the year, basically. Nationwide. It's, yeah, because there's, there's a ton of food moving. So anything that's refrigerated is going to soak up some reefer capacity. And all of your dried foods, canned foods, I mean, those are going to soak up a bunch of dry van capacity. And they're, they're moving in bulk right now because of the holidays. You know, Thanksgiving is going to be coming up. Christmas not too far behind that. So people are just going to start loading the cabinets and, you know, getting the turkeys in the freezer and getting the hams in the freezer and, and whatever other food items that they may have for those holidays. And that's going to soak up a lot of capacity. And with capacity being taken up, yeah. causes your rates to increase. Mm. Um, we've talked about it a handful of times on here before, but as uh, capacity soaks up, drivers know they can charge more for their time and mm-hmm. they will. So uh anticipate that some areas are going to stay the same uh the midwest is still relatively uh a good place to be right now for dry vans and reefer trailers uh with uh, harvest tailing off so there'll be um it's still going to be a good spot to go yeah with november the weather's going to shift and it's not crazy common that we see snowstorms in november but it does snow sometimes in november in the midwest uh, everybody who lives in Minnesota loves to, all the old folks love to talk about the snowstorm in 91. Uh-huh. And, you know, every year, oh man, you know, I remember that one year and snowed on Halloween back in 1991, uh, oh, no. biblical blizzard. And <laughs> it's, you know, they forget that it was 32 years ago now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, I don't expect we'll see anything crazy like that, but weather does start to become a factor and doubly so in December, but we'll talk about that at a, at another time. Sure. So dry vans reefers nationwide Mm -hmm. is there and you'd say that rates across the board typically increase is there a difference between like does your does if i'm a shipper and i'm shipping from a uh an origin that has like a high like a call it like a dense amount of that kind of freight in it 
Yeah, you're, you're going to be paying a premium. To ship away. Yes, to ship away because that's where drivers want to be because they know oh. all that freight is there. It's similar to produce season in the southeast where drivers will take pretty respectable rates to go to the southeast, you know, Florida, Georgia, the Carolinas, because that's where all the produce is. Uh, but they'll charge crazy rates coming out of there because they know that there's a ton of this freight, not enough trucks to go around. They can really charge kind of whatever they want mm-hmm. to get the to get the freight out. Excuse me. So that is something you'll have to to pay attention to if your primary mode of transportation is an enclosed trailer, dry vans, reefers. Uh, another thing that happens is the Pacific Northwest starts to heat up a little bit for Christmas trees. Oh, sure. Yeah. So you'll start seeing those, and those move in dry vans and reefers. So those are going to start moving pretty heavily in November because, like I said, Christmas being right around the corner. People typically put their Christmas trees up right after Thanksgiving. So those are going to be moving in bulk very fast, and they they pay well. So From the Pacific Northwest and then just, like, distributed throughout the country. Distributed throughout the country, yeah. Now, there's some, st- you know, locations that have – their own sources of yeah, Christmas tree farms. trees. Right. And, and furs. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of places will have their own trees, but the places that don't have access to a, a ton of pine trees yep. are going to ship them in. And yep. even places that do have access to pine trees, they may not have enough. Sure. Because you can't just go through and cut swaths of forest down every year for Christmas time, you know? Yeah. So they'll, uh, a lot of places will be uh, receiving Christmas trees. And that'll drive the rates up coming out of the Northwest, and it'll um, benefit the rates going into yeah. the Northwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for Boeing and uh, yeah. Amazon. For Boeing and Amazon. <laughs> Great Christmas time shippers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about open deck? Open deck freight in November starting to cool off. Not as much construction. It cools down because, uh, just like you said, construction season is more or less done by November. If you don't have it done by November, it's probably not getting done this year. You might see a couple last gasps of... If the weather holds, people trying to get those last few road construction projects done. But for the most part, open deck capacity. The the problem you run into at this time of year with open deck trailers is if a driver is, you know, born and raised in Georgia, he's not going to have a whole lot of interest in going to 25 degrees South Dakota in the middle of November. So um, that's where you'll start to see those become the the weather become a factor. But for the most part, the freight... um, a large chunk of it uh, dies down because mm-hmm. construction season is more or less done. Um, it's really well and truly done in December, but it is it is definitely falling off a cliff in November. Sure. So, so do you see an influx of of uh, like van capacity? But just because I mean, do drivers? If you're an open deck driver and you're in that area, are you switching trailers? Yeah, they're, they're not stupid. They're going to go where the money goes. Yeah. And you'll see you'll see some drivers will say, "Okay, well, you know, construction season's over. I've made all my money moving machinery and whatnot. I'll uh, I'll grab a drive in and mm. haul some of this this food and make some good money, or I'll haul a reefer trailer and make some good money." Um, how much? How many of them do that? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I don't have a hard number on that. I don't want to speak to something I don't know about. Yeah. So, but I'm certain they will. And what that'll do to open deck capacity, I mean, it's not going to impact it terribly. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's going to impact capacity in some parts, some parts of the country, but I don't. It's not going to. It's not going to be a massive impact, yeah. if any. Right. Uh, November is also at the time of year when um, daylight hours start to really shrink. Yes. Can you tell me about how how that? I know it makes an impact on oversized. Overdimensional shows. travel is going to become a 
significantly more challenging prospect in the fall and winter time because, like you said, of the daylight hours. There's a lot of states that have um, restrictions. In fact, I think all states have restrictions on when you can travel with oversized freight. And I believe we have a guide on the uh, ATS Inc. website. Mm. So if you go to www.atsinc.com and go to our learning hub, we have guides on overdimensional travel that will tell you when exactly you're allowed to travel in, uh, in, in all 50 states. 49 because we're we're not shipping in Hawaii right now. So, um, but it'll give you an idea of when you're allowed to travel and how these daylight hours can impact you. The main reason being is uh, if you're not allowed to travel after sunset, the sun sets at 5 p.m. these days, yeah. or it will be setting at 5, 6 o'clock at night uh, in the coming months, it's going to obviously limit how far you can go with an oversized load. Yep. And it doesn't rise until seven eight in the morning right it's really gonna you're, you're pretty much only have eight hours of drive time yeah. every day and you figure the time it takes you to start up get on the highway get ready to go the time you want to make sure you pull over with enough time to spare and and find a truck stop you might have to stop 30 minutes to an hour before you actually need to stop yeah um there's days where you might only get five six hours of drive time yeah and overdimensional freight typically doesn't move at as high as speeds as typical freight. So they might be only going 55 miles an hour. So there's days where your oversized load may only travel 200 miles. So if it's moving a thousand miles, a a trip that should only take you two days is going to take, you know, anywhere from three to five days to get Mm -hmm. done. So it's uh, it's an unfortunate reality and there's really nothing you can do about it. You just got to plan. The best thing you can do when it comes to oversized freight in the fall and winter is plan. Mm-hmm. Give yourself whatever time you need, add more to it and just make your life as stress-free and easier as possible. And and conveying that to your customers, right? Yeah. So your customer may not have as much of an understanding as you the shipper does. Uh, and lean on your providers, lean on your carriers and ask them is this feasible my customer, you know, my customer has this 11 foot wide piece that weighs, you know, 65,000 pounds and he needs it there in in 4 days and it's 2,000 miles away, is this doable? Probably not. Probably not. And you might just want to get in front of that and give them a realistic timeline. So uh, that's the best thing you can do when it comes to, and not just over-dimensional freight. I mean, any freight in in general, communication and timelines and giving yourself a buffer on both ends is going to make your life so much easier. I wonder how disruptive that is for companies that ship like a good amount of oversized freight. I wonder if they... I'm sure, you know, after a while you learn that kind of thing. Yeah. So I wonder if they adjust their... The folks that are doing that schedules. regularly have enough experience to know what they're getting into when it yeah. comes to fall and winter time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's typically... The, the most often times we see problems with it is inexperienced receivers who uh, make demands of... Because, you know, sometimes the shipper is their customer yeah. or the, the, the receiver is the customer of your shipper and they, you know, customers can be demanding mm-hmm. in, in any form. Right, you know, from a restaurant to a department store to transportation to large pieces of equipment, and uh, and and everything in between. And there's there's no difference. Sometimes, sometimes they say, "Hey, I need it here in three days." That's not possible. Well, I need you to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have to then go back to this person and explain to them. I know you said just figure it out. Here's what I figured out. Right. It's gonna take five days. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you have any so. tips for that? For kind of. Um facilitating those conversations if you're like a shipper talking to your customer how do you set those expectations i've run into it a few times myself um when i dealt with customers when i was a sales rep and a couple of times when i was a manager coaching some reps through how to communicate this to their customers 
And if we have a customer who's just being unreasonable, hey, I need this in three days. I don't know what else to tell you. And it's just, it legally cannot happen. Mm-hmm. And we will just show them the law and the guideline from the DOT or you know, from, from whomever that says this is a physical – what you're asking for is physically impossible. Yeah. It's, you, you might as well be asking me to strap a jet engine to this truck. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's about as rea- – that's about as realistic as what you're asking me for. Um, same thing goes for customers. We've had customers ask us for – well, I've got three, you know, 25-foot pieces or, you know, I've got um, six 10-foot pieces. We'll just put them on a stretch trailer. Well, you can't do that. You can't just stretch a trailer because you, you want to. Yeah. Because you want to save space. You know, it's, if it's divisible, it has to be divided. Um, we, we bump into that on occasion. And the best thing you can do is just lay it out for them. This is what the law says. This is what the Department of Transportation says I am legally allowed to do. And some customers work with carriers who don't care. Yeah, that's just what it is. Uh, they'll they'll drive after dark. They'll uh, bend the rules to to get the job done to so they get paid more and get paid faster. And they'll try and throw that at you. Well, my my last carrier did this, and it's like, yeah, well, your last carrier may not be around much longer yeah. if they keep doing that. So, um, just being as upfront as you can with your customers, being as upfront uh, about what you're allowed to do, what's physically within your control. Mm-hmm as you can and if at the end of the day they still aren't having it i mean if you can if you can close your eyes knowing you did everything you could yeah that's all that matters yeah last so last month when we were having this conversation we talked about how um the influx of retail freight starts coming um coming down the pipe this time of year like right about now yep with you know uh, companies stocking up like replenishing inventory levels for yeah absolutely for shoppers holiday shoppers are you seeing any of that happening to a degree. Um, I'm fortunate enough, I have a parent who works in, um, in retail. Oh, okay. And uh, she works, my mother works for, a, uh, for a, um, a store that sells basically home decor. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what the legality is about saying the name of the store, so I just won't do it. Right. But um, she works for a store that sells home decor. The home decor store. A home decor store. That's all <laughs> I'll say. And um, she's been mentioning that they've been receiving truckloads of Christmas items. Yep. Already. Yep. And at the time of this recording, it is, what is today? October 20th. October 20th. <laughs> and she's, you know, they're already getting truckloads upon truckloads of Christmas stuff to the point where this, the, the back room of the store is almost full. Yeah. So. Tis a season. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to start moving. It's it's already moving. Yeah. Retail stuff is already moving. Stores are already gearing up to make sure the stores are, uh, the, the shelves are stocked for their, for their Black Friday deals. And, and Black Friday has gotten weird now. It's to the point where. It's not a day. Some no. stores will just tell you for the whole month of November, we got deals. Just get in here. Oh, my wife loves that. I, 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 I hate it for myself because I, <laughs> I'm that guy, right? The, the advertising was made for people like me with serious FOMO. So oh, yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I've, got a, I've got a serious problem with that when they're like, yeah, this game you've been looking at. I'm going to buy it anyways. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to pull the trigger sooner or later, so I might as well do it right now. And that's the hard part that I run into. I... I am a sucker for a sale. Oh, same. And it is it is the worst thing in the world for me because I also have like ADHD brain yeah. where I hyper fixate on something and then I'll hyper fixate on the next thing and then the next thing. And if all the things I like are having deals at the same time, the next thing you know, there's like 46 boxes stacked on my front porch. Uh-huh. Girlfriend's like, what the, what the heck is all of this? And it's like, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> She's getting inside, but... Um, Yes, it's already happening. Product is already moving. It's it, they're they're loading up, and I think 
it has more so to do with the fact that these deals that companies are running now pretty much last the entirety of the month of November. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, they even go into December. I think it was last year I was looking at Target's Black Friday ad, and they're like, oh, yeah, Black Friday deals running from, you know, I think it was like November 16th until the, 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 the 28th or something like that. And it's like, what happened to – what happened to camping out in front of the store yeah. in the good old days? You don't want to do that anymore. Freezing your butt off just to get 30% Not now that Amazon drops stuff off with drones. Which Pretty is sure wild to me. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get to the point where you're going to buy pajamas off of Amazon and somebody's going to be putting them on you while you're dead asleep. <laughs> Here you what go. the heck? Shh, it comes with Prime. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. That's... <laughs> Yeah, run that up the flagpole at Amazon. They'll probably do that. Yeah, that's, I shouldn't have said that because Bezos service. is going to hear it and be like, <laughs> get on it. You're going to steal that. Uh, what about Thanksgiving? Uh, talk to me about Thanksgiving, the disruption of Thanksgiving. Yes. So what you'll typically see with Thanksgiving is capa- that week capacity tends to just evaporate mm-hmm. um, because drivers are like, well, if I'm going to be home for Thanksgiving anyways, maybe I'll just go home Wednesday. Well, hell, if I'm going to go home Wednesday, maybe I'll just go home Tuesday, Monday. I'll just take yeah, the week yeah, off. Yeah. And that's typically what happens. They take the week off. Good for them. They've earned it. You got the money saved up. Do it, dude. I would do it if I could. Same. So I can't blame them. The drivers who do stay on the road are there for one reason, and that reason is money. So they know they're going to get paid a premium, and that's what they're going to expect. So the week of Thanksgiving, if you're if shipping costs matter to you, get your freight out the week before. Yeah. Just get it out the week before. That's the best advice I can give you. If you don't want to deal with that, ship everything the week before. Ship nothing the week of. Mm. Save you a bunch of time, money, and hassle. If you can't avoid it, just be prepared to spend money. That's all I can say. Be prepared to spend money. Plan ahead with your providers. Talk to your carriers. Talk to your brokers. Talk to whomever it is you're working with. I'm going to have, you know, we're, we're expecting this kind of volume the week of Thanksgiving. If you can plan that far ahead. Yeah. But just get it in front of them as soon as you can because it's going to only benefit you. Uh, the week after Thanksgiving also tends to get a little weird uh, because people are just reluctant to get out of the house. So don't think you can plan an 8 a.m. pickup the Monday after Thanksgiving and everything's going to go fine. Yeah. It's hard to get drivers moving. And, it, it, dude, it'd be hard to get me out of the house. If I had a week off, and Oof. I would probably be late to work that Monday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, But that's what you can expect. Capacity tends to return to normal sometime in the middle of the week following Thanksgiving, and that's typically following any holiday. We typically see a return to normalcy the following week about midway. Um, that's when things tend to get better. Outside of that, uh, is Thanksgiving another opportunity for uh, miscommunication between a shipper and their and the and the receiver of a shipment? Oh yeah, absolutely. We're like, I, well, we're closed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that day, <laughs> absolutely. Um, don't try and move freight over Thanksgiving. I mean, that it's either not going to happen or it's going to be. Yeah. Astronomically expensive. So it's uh, just don't do that. Um, as far as communication, uh, as a shipper, you – yeah, you should reach out to your receivers and see what their hours are. But that's also the carrier's job, right? So I, if I were you, I would make sure that you're putting that responsibility on your broker and on your, your trucking company that you're, pro- that you're using and make sure that they're doing their due diligence. Yep. Hey, reach out to this guy. I don't know what their hours are for the holiday. Double check and see if they're open to receive or not and uh, and plan with them accordingly. That's that's what you're trucking. If you're working with a good carrier, a good broker, a good trucking company, they they should be doing that for you if you're allowing them to do so. I know some customers are like, hey, don't don't call them. I'll take care of it. Run it all through me to each their own. Um, but the good ones know to reach out to receivers 
and and set up deliveries and get their hours and then they plan ahead and that goes into pricing too so yep and there are oversized restrictions over thanksgiving oversized travel yes you can't do it (laughs) yeah it's like yeah it varies state by state but yeah for the most part they just don't let you do it yep for the day of it's like the is it the largest travel holiday of the year uh i think you're right I think I remember seeing somewhere that that one and uh, Christmas. And then I think 4th of July is also in there as far as the the big three for traveling holidays. Any tips for companies uh, as we round out 2023? What has been an interesting year, to say the least? Yeah. Um, Tips. Yeah, tips, tricks. Yeah, I... It's as good... Now that things are kind of returning to normal, it's as good a time as any as as to evaluate your network. Take a look at the providers you have. uh, Who's doing a good job for you? Who's not? Uh, who's been begging for a chance? Might be time to give them a chance. Who's uh, the the folks that have been really doing good for you? Might be time to increase their their load volumes. The folks who have been doing a pretty poor job, but you know you didn't really have a choice because these past few years have been really you know tight, and you just wanted the capacity. Might be time to to cut ties with a few carriers and bring on a couple of new ones and and really show some appreciation to the guys who have done a good job for you. Yeah. That's a, this is as good. This is going to be the best time to do that. As we return to a level of normalcy and service and price start to walk a little bit more hand in hand. Um, it's a good time to, to take a look at who's done well for you and, and really do a, do some reflecting over your network and uh, weed out the ones who were just there for the wrong reasons and really appreciate the ones who, who did a good job for you and were there for the right ones. Do you see a fair amount of RFPs and RFQs in first oh, yeah. quarter of 2024? Uh, oh, of the first, year? Quarter. first quarter. Uh, no, or I typically see them right now to in Q4. End the year. Okay. Yes. Right now, we're going to start seeing a lot of RFPs because this is when shippers want to get their RFPs out so they can get them in place for 2024. So that when gotcha. January 1 of 2024 hits, the rates are live, the freight is tendered, everything goes smoothly. So you're, you're typically seeing that right now. Not to say that you won't see it in first quarter. First quarter of 24 is, you do see some RFPs. Um, you kind of see them all throughout the year. I've talked to shippers that run RFPs in, in April, yeah. May. So to each their own. It yeah, depends on your industry too. Yeah. yeah, it depends on your industry too. If you know if your your peak season is, say, late summer, you know September, August, then yeah, you might run your RFP in April, May so that you can get it all buttoned up by June, July, and that way when your peak season hits, you're good to go. Right. So... Yeah, that's the that's the gist of it, man. Cool. Well, nothing nothing yeah. super crazy. There's another holiday in November. Veterans Day. Yes. Um, that's a big deal. That's it, a federal holiday. It's a big deal. I don't expect it's going to impact your capacity all that much. Yeah. I'm a veteran. I think it's a big deal. But yeah. We're I mean, not closed on that. I don't think we're. No, think I'll we're be open. here. <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely yeah. be here. So trucking com- companies will be running on Veterans Day. Yeah. There goes my free lunch. Thank you for your service. Oh, please. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Thanks, Josh, for, for coming, uh, coming to help this, yeah. this month. And we'll see you again in December or November. Talk about December, yeah. hopefully. Like clockwork, man. <laughs> like I'll clockwork. be back. Yep. Dependable. Uh, okay. Well, you have been listening to Beyond the Road, the transportation industry podcast produced by Anderson Trucking Service. If you liked what you heard here today, make sure to follow along wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss our next episode, which we publish at least once a month. Uh, For more transportation industry-related content and information, you can head over to ATSinc.com on ATSinc.com's Learning Hub. We have a comprehensive library of answers to transportation's most common questions. And the not-so-common ones. (laughs) Yeah, and very uncommon ones like, what is a trailer seal? (laughs) 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 Like, who cares? No. (laughs) 
you know, articles, case studies, videos, podcast episodes like this one, downloadable tools and more, all the, you know, help you become the supplier that always delivers for its customers. Um, if you're on YouTube, you can, should check your next step should be to check out, uh, Paul Pfeiffer, ATS's CFO's, um, transportation industry uh kind of a recap of 2023 looking ahead at 2024 it's been a transportation industry forecast yeah 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 so check that out it's on our youtube uh channel at beyond the road the truck the trucking industry channel really good stuff in that video really really good stuff in that video yeah uh anyways for all of us here at beyond the road thank you (laughs) 